this is the Sean Yankee Show. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. Today, we've had a national tragedy. Two airplanes have crashed into the World Trade Center in an apparent terrorist attack. This episode of The Sean Yankee Show is being brought to you by the support of viewers like me. We realize the importance of independent media and truth in this time of mass deceit and propaganda. We have decided to fight for and support it to keep it alive. You can help us in this fight for truth. Contribute at patreon.com forward slash Sean Yankee. Thanks for coming to the show. It'll begin soon. Hey, everybody, get in here. It is time again for the Sean Yankee Show. I am Sean, and this is the Sean Yankee Show. So you are in the right place at the right time, no matter where you're at or when you're watching or listening. We are also a podcast now. You can listen to us on your way to work, and you're right on time no matter when you're listening. So thank you for coming, though, by the way, because we are live. We're live right now on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And no matter where you're at, comment, interact, say hello, and your comments will all come into one place, and I'll be able to uh, interact with you and have a discussion. That's what we do every night. We discuss uh, important things, all kinds of things, anything we want. Every night we have a theme, and tonight it's conspiracy theories and chill. On Wednesday nights we do conspiracy theories, which is a whole lot of fun. We can talk about anything we want. I have a featured theme tonight, which is kind of a big one. It's it's complicated. I'm going to do my best. But uh, after that, we can discuss anything you want. Uh, what I bring up and talk about and get into that or anything else you'd like. So that's what we do on Wednesday nights. Come back tomorrow, though, because we'll do rants. On Thursday nights, we do rant night. So I'll be complaining and venting and we'll be getting our frustrations out. Let me say hello to everybody that's here at the live and get our conversation going. So, hey, Helen, how are you? Helen the felon holding YouTube down. Lee, he's here everywhere. Lee is the ambassador of Twitch, though. That is his domain. So, you know, not very many people go over and say hi to Lee over on Twitch. So if you could stop by, he gets lonely over there. He's told me we don't do very well on Twitch. I'm thinking about moving that third platform to maybe VK is who I got my eye on. But if you know of a better place, let me know. But Helen, oh, I already got Helen. Lolly's here. Hey, Nicole, Patricia, Nora. What's up, Joan? Dana, and how are you? Dolores and Ron, Diane. Hey, Heath. All right. Sharing is caring. So make sure you share this out and get this out everywhere. We have a lot to talk about tonight. The topic that I want to discuss on conspiracy theories until tonight has to do with the great deception which is a very big topic. So we're going to try to tackle that and talk about it as much as we can. And like I said, anything else you want. So, but for a minute, I'm going to give us time for sharing and getting this out, inviting people, getting people in here for the discussion. In fact, you know, anyone you think would be interesting, have an interesting point of view on what we're going to be discussing, invite them in, share this to places that you think may disagree I, I like that, you know, other points of view. It's very good. But I want to talk about a lot. And uh, how do you find Lee on Twitch? Hmm. 
I don't know that I have a link I can get a hold of real quick for you. But we're on Twitch, our channel. I've, I don't even remember the name of it. You know what? That's probably why we haven't done very well over there. I don't promote it. It's my fault. I take personal responsibility for it. I'm sorry, Twitch. I did that to you. Hey, tell KT I said hi. And uh, I'm glad she's here. And a lot of people, you know, I, I realize are not commenting because they're listening or at work. So hello to all of you, too, and the podcast listeners that will be listening later on. But participate even even later. That's still good to hit like. Matter of fact, everybody here now, remember, before you forget, and we get all into our conversation and you, you lose track of it, to hit like right now. And if you're on Facebook, you can hit it 100,000 times. And that really helps us too. But comment, say hi. All interaction, commenting too, helps us. It, it increases our score in the algorithm and gives us a possibility of getting out to more people. And I love hearing from, from you. So it's good for all those reasons. We have a family vibe here and our conversation is, is a huge part of the show. So even though I want to get into a complicated subject uh, and I, I want to hear your opinions on it, you know, these will just be my views on it, and it'll be a result of our discussion. I never really know where it's going to end up. I know where we're going to start. That's about the best I can do, especially on Wednesday nights. Dana says, arm the animals. Absolutely. I chose this one because of the white rabbit tonight. The, the gun is just neat. It's a hair trigger is the shirt, but... Oh, hey, Kristen. Welcome to it. Yeah. And like I said, I'm going to wait a little while because this is a big one. I want to talk about the great deception, not just deception, the great deception and my views on that. I'm going to lay that out and then we'll discuss it. And again, anything else you want. Because, you know, there's a lot to it. It's, it's very detailed and really a lot to discuss in it. So I actually hope we actually are able to do it in a satisfactory way. I like this one too. It's one of my favorites. Oh man. Kind of tired today, actually, to be honest. But Baby Sack couldn't take a nap and she's she's usually right. And she was right. I had a lot to prepare for this, but mostly because I didn't really know where to start with it. It's a big topic and i'm going to do my best at that and we'll start in just a little bit but i want to give you a little more time and i'm trying to figure out where to best position myself because i've moved the microphone a little closer and put it on a little different spot so i'm kind of figuring out where i need to be as well and let me ask you is that making the sound better i've been creeping it closer this was a dramatic move i kind of came a little further than i usually go so I've noticed it clears it up a little, I, you know, trying to find the perfect spot where it needs to be. So, okay, I guess we are ready to begin. Like I said, this is going to be me laying out one of my own theories. That's what I'm going to do. My own theory of what's going on and my point of view on it. And I want to hear yours. I want to hear from you. I'm not laying anything out as gospel truth because I'm just not that way even. But I always want it to be a discussion. And I want to hear your views on what I'm going to present and get into. So Patricia's having buffering problems, but she said it sounds really good. All right. Dana says so as well, and so does Lee. KT's listening while doing the laundry. All right. Well, there's going to be a lot to listen to. I got a big discussion to have with you guys. And I'm going to start it off with my point of view on it. But like I said, I want to hear from you. But if you're ready, it's Wednesday night. And on Wednesday nights, we do conspiracy theories and chill.
All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Conspiracy Theories and Chill. This week, I wanted to have a discussion with you about a personal theory of mine that the great deception the Bible speaks of isn't speaking of a singular event, but rather a time exactly like the one that we find ourselves in today in which literally everything is demonstrably false. The word of God says this is not our true home, and I believe that to be true. But before I knew it to be true, I could inherently feel it. I knew things were wrong from a very young age. As far back as I can remember, I have always felt foreign in this life. And in hindsight, I now know it's because I could sense it. And even without knowing what it was, I always rejected this reality that was being presented to me. I just knew it was wrong. Well, no matter the topic, I just knew I was being lied to. As a child, I felt that when I was older, I'd find out the truth and begin to understand. And I turned out to be right, but I never imagined that I'd find out that everything was a lie. I just knew that things were very, very wrong. And it wasn't just the non-acceptance of information that was causing me this confusion about our reality. It was also that this world always felt deeply evil to me. And I think a lot of people experience that feeling. And the reason for that I have come to discover is because it is literally controlled by evil. I'm not using that as a metaphor. I'm being quite literal. Evil of the purest sort acts without remorse or even an ounce of concern for the suffering that is caused in their pursuit of total dominance of this world and life in it. And that is what I want to discuss tonight. I'm going to be honest and say that we're dis what we're discussing is a massive interwoven lie. And it's actually hard to figure out where to even enter this subject to best explain my point because this has been going on for a very long time. And as I said before, everything's a lie at this point. We find ourselves at end game of a long spiritual war. And I don't think the great deception is coming. I believe we are living in it. And it surrounds us completely. We live in a false reality. And all important true knowledge about rea our reality has been hidden and distorted. All of it. Everywhere that you look, you will find it from even the smallest and seemingly insignificant places to the lies that are so enormous that they are unbelievable. And this is not by accident. It's by design. And it has been carried out in an organized fashion over a long period of time. So as to be imperceptive to the untrained observer. And it is now at the point that everything that the average citizen believes to be true is false. A small handful of bloodlines did this. And they are Luciferian. This is their common denominator, and it is a fact, regardless of personal opinion. This cabal is engaged in a spiritual war with humanity, and in the end, seeks to destroy a majority of us and enslave the rest. And everything that I've said so far are just simply facts. Everything we are presented with is a lie. Everything. Now to me, and again, I am no biblical expert, nor do I claim to be. I came to my faith in a different way, but to me, this existence that we find ourselves in is clearly a great deception. And I feel that this is what is being referred to. Not one lie or event or even two, a great lie. One in which you understand nothing of the truth. You're not deceived in tiny ways, but in, in all ways. 
So it actually blows me away when people will proclaim to be certain when I've been looking for quite a while and what I've become certain of is that I don't know shit. So I think we are experiencing the great deception and are well into the age of deceit. Everywhere I look, I find evidence of this because everywhere I look, I find them being lied to about everything. So we can literally start our conversation about this anywhere that you want. I just want to discuss the deception and your opinions on whether the entire web of lies is the great deception referred to in the Bible. Not something that is coming, but something already in place, an orchestrated, organized system that will, of course, grow as it always has, but itself is the great deception, all of it which opens up many other questions that I'd like to explore, such as what do you feel the biggest and most important lie is? Where, where would you begin to discuss this? You can go into it from a lot of different places. And that's right, Sean. Our history is a lie. Everything. You're, you're, you're told the victor's view of what took place and only what they choose to tell you. At, at that even. So you're not even given the complete picture. Just their version of what they want remembered. Me too. It's just the world just always felt wrong to me. That's the way I've always felt about it. Like like an alien. Lolly's right. She says, I've always felt like the alien here. I agree with that. Me too. And I get that we are. Like people have told me over and over, this isn't our true home. So. I understand that, but. Dolores says that the Bible itself is part of the great deception. That the word itself has been altered, are you saying? Or misconstrued? Or just complete? In what way are you saying that it is the great deception or part of it? Sean says... What the biggest lie in your opinion would be where we truly came from or who bioengineered us? The Lord says that the Roman Empire put together the Bible. And I know that Lee was speaking of a of a council. By who was it? Lee Constantine? To decide what was canon? Danon says the world is wrong and we aren't meant for this world, but we are in this world. So that's the other part of this I wanted to talk about. Like like when, when me and Chris were discussing it, because he says that we've been in the age of deceit since the crucifixion of Jesus, since Jesus left this earth, that we've been in the age of deceit. I can, I can agree with that as well, because that's what I'm saying, that this is a long plan, that they've been creating it. To get to the point where it is now. To where people have no idea about anything. Having to do with what's real. They don't know how to even take care of themselves. Tracy says that the Ethiopians have one of the best old school Bibles. Molly, that's always been my issue as well. She said her problem with the Bible is it's written by humans. Trisha says that she's been watching a lot of Gaia material. I've almost subscribed to Gaia a few times. She mentions Mateus a, a lot. And she says she strongly encourages everyone to watch his stuff. We're extraterrestrial hybrids. From outer space, 
What do you mean extraterrestrial? Dolores says that Hinduism is actually the oldest religion. Would you agree with this, though, Dolores? Can we start here? Are the Kabbalists that run this world, are they Luciferian? Can we at least accept that part? Can we start there? Are they, are they Luciferian in their belief system? Because we can argue all day about what religion is correct. And again, I, I wouldn't be able to argue it very well because I didn't come to my faith through the word. I'm learning it, but slowly, because I want to actually learn it. So I wouldn't be able to argue that very well, but are they of one belief system? Is that part of what I said true? That that is the common denominator? Would you agree to that? You believe they are evil. I'm asking, though, about their belief system in particular. The secret societies, the, the web of control, all of it, all the way back, if you follow the money to the bloodlines that actually rule over us. Are they all demonstrably and even vocally Luciferian? Lori says absolutely satanic Luciferian, and she believes reptilian. They just don't seem human at all anymore. And I'm, and she's sure they never were, but sees it clearly now. Now, I often think these re reptilians being referred to are the, the fallen. What, what I would call the fallen. These are, these are the demons that they're referring to. Or the reptiles, I believe, that they're describing. Well, I was waiting for Dolores to see if we could at least start there on that page that they believe in a Luciferian agenda and a belief system, but and worship that. But Temi's saying that the biggest deception, in her opinion, is that God judges us. She thinks that's bullshit. God made us, is in us, and is everything. I I see a lot of truth in what she just said. Again. I'm going to be using my opinion, which is based on my views, which come from feelings that I feel to be true. You know, I don't feel judgment in my relationship with God. When I speak with God, I don't feel it. I don't feel hate surrounding it. Any, any experience I've had that I would attribute, I don't feel any hate. It's always loving. And I think that's, more what it's about I don't know I get a lot of that stuff thrown in my face in, uh, in debates especially with atheists trying to defend it because and again I've been told that this stuff is, is uh, being taken out of context too but apparently there's a lot in there that is a little tough to defend I'm not asking if, if you personally do or if I personally do. She said it depends on if you believe in a Lucifer or Satan. Evil is evil. Agreed. We can call it whatever you want. I'm asking you what they call it. And, you know, we all know the answer. So we'll move on. But, Sean, I think you're right. Love and forgiveness is everything. I think that's the important things, you know. And, and I think you're right, Lolly. You know, when I did first come to it, because it was more through a religious experience that I came to it. You know, God intervened in my life. I felt the presence of him. I, I know this to be true. So I went seeking answers and I went to a church and I had always had big questions. Lolly's was one of them, you know. They didn't answer them. I can't say that I've ever got a satisfactory answer. For some of my big questions surrounding all of this. But 
I now understand that's because I, I can't possibly understand. Did that make sense? Like, I don't even understand my reality. There's so much I don't know. So to try to understand a situation that I'm not even fully aware of at all. I don't have all the information. That's how I've, that's how I've come to deal with it. I still have these questions. And hope to one day have the answers to them. But Patricia says, they call it Lucifer. We have seen references to Moloch, which I've also heard is just another name for Lucifer in the emails of the parasitic class, uh, as well as Ball being another way to refer to the same entity. And one more I've heard can be taken as the same Diane, I don't know if you're asking me because I can never tell if you guys are responding to a comment or talking to me, but I'm going to take it as a question to me anyway. She asked me if I believe hell is real. I don't know that. I, I have a lot of trouble with that. You know, in a lot of situations, I want it to be. I got to be honest about that. A lot of times I want it to be. You want to believe that some of these truly evil people are seeing some sort of eternal justice. I like that idea. But... As far as I know, it's not referenced in the Bible. I don't know that it is. And it doesn't feel... I can't vouch for that. I I don't know. Not, personally, I don't think so. I want there to be, but I don't. I don't think so. I think... I don't know, maybe you cease to be. But I have trouble believing that there was a place created for punishment and that there's, you know, levels to it and eternal punishment that doesn't make a lot of sense. For some offenses it does, but I don't know, it's hard. Again, and it's one of those things, I, I have no way to understand it even. Sean says that there's definitely satanic worship happening at the top of the elites. And I've also found it's hard to find videos on this, so it shows they are controlling the net. They have complete control of the uh, information of everything. That's how we've gotten in this mess. So, yeah, they suppress the information, but they also put, a, put it in front of you, too. They, they want you to see it, but they want control over it. Patricia is saying that something is almost impossible, and she recommends a couple people that make some sense on the spectrum of consciousness or something like I don't know. I don't, I'm not fully understanding it. But. Dolores says she believes in evil. Christians and Catholics believe in Satan and Lucifer. I was brought up in Catholicism, which is Satanism and later attended different churches, both Christians and non-Christians. In the end, evil is evil. If one is evil in human form, they continue as evil in the spirit world. All right, well, I agree with you, but we're arguing semantics. I'm asking you what they call it. That's all, that's all I'm saying. Not what you personally call it. Because like I was trying to say, or at least attempting to say in the opening statement, was that your personal opinion of it matters very little. In the fact that you're in this war, no matter how you feel about it. So you can either just use that information to know your enemy, to know that this is what they believe, this is the black magic sorcery that they are using, and this is their playbook. And we see exactly how this plays out. So regardless of personal feelings, the attack being used against you doesn't change. See, that's why I think we get lost a lot of the time. And, and really, it's the enemy of progress. Because we want to bicker about personal opinions about things. When really all we should be focusing on is our common enemy. And that's why I think it's real important, you know. I don't think bickering about the details is, is that crucial. And, and I know that I couldn't 
not currently, defend the word even on my own. I, again, came to my beliefs through interaction and, and experience and, and faith that has grown from feeling and what I feel to be true. I'm not pushing anything on you. I'm telling you what they believe. That's what I'm talking about. Tammy asked about this, and this is another one. This is one of my big questions, too. She said, what about Chinese people? It's illegal for them to even own a Bible. Are all are they all going to hell? No, I don't feel like they are. That's why I have problems with the idea of hell. There you go. There you go. Lee said right there. Lucifer, Baal, Moloch, all the names are all Satan's. Satan is a title. It's very complicated. I'm trying to learn it, but he's right. Joan says that she believes that the good and bad are judged at the end of life. Before her mom died, she saw my sister, brother and her brother, that had all passed. My dad saw a man sitting in the chair in his room smoking a cigarette. My grandpa, who was never a man of faith, didn't ever really go to church, wasn't really interested in that. My grandma always did, but he didn't. He didn't really care for that. He died, was clinically dead for, I don't know, almost a minute. They brought him back. And whatever happened to him, he would not speak about it. But my grandma said that he thought he went to hell. He would never speak to me on it. And I only asked him about it once. And he angrily left the room. And that's when she told me that he thinks he was in hell. And from that point on, he did become a faithful man and did start attending church. And changed a lot. So something made him think. Well, though, this is something I got to ask. And again, this is speaking to what I talked about in the opening. How do you know you're not mistaken? Patricia says, if I'm not mistaken, but you could be, though. Even if you are literally not wrong about what you read. What about everything that's been omitted? It's not even a complete story. So that's why I don't ever feel certain. Because that's only true. Let me go back to what she said. That's only true. If you're only accepting canonical elements of the Bible, because if you're accepting non-canonical, it ceases to be true. Yes, Sean said, do I think they are trying to make bad good and good bad, like promoting trans lifestyles and, and this stuff? Yes. Over-sexualization of children, all of it. Yes. Yes, and I almost played the Lucis Trust video just so that we would get to see the belief and the agenda laid out. I think that one does a real good job of presenting it. But yeah. Mm -hmm. They... they uh, tell you everything and that is exactly what they're doing Diane's had had visions and dreams for a week in May of 2019 and it felt like she was brought to hell it took weeks to shake it and we are in a bizarre world I think I think there's no denying it and who did that Again, we got to circle back. Who did that? Who made that way? A Luciferian cabal. To what purpose? For control. So what Dolores is saying isn't exactly wrong. Because, you know, like in the book of Eli. Eli wants the book, the book to preserve it. Because of its importance and, and for good. But what does uh, Gary Oldman's character want it for? He wants it. He wants the book because of its power and its ability to control the masses and, and how you can use it. So I don't think that something is 
evil just because it's used for evil or can be doesn't make the item itself evil especially when you start adding in all the other details about how we don't even have the complete picture and you know in in my opinion can't fairly judge it so trying to find comments I can interact with because a lot of what's going on in the comments is is revolving around scripture which is my weak area you know and again I feel like that's where we get trapped is arguing the bickering the details of our side of it you may be right you may be wrong our enemy agrees they're on the same page this is what gives them power if we could do that and really all we have to do is unite behind the idea that we have a common enemy we can fight that enemy any way we want i i see us often get trapped like this though bickering who's right who's wrong over tiniest details it's maddening at times everybody thinks they're right but again i, I don't understand how you become that certain about any topic yeah, I'd have to devote my life to one topic before I would ever stand behind anything with that much certainty. And I'd still feel like, eh, maybe I shouldn't. Because I could still be wrong. And find out something's true that I never knew to be true. Hey, Jessica, how are you? John says in the curriculum over where he is, Six-year-old kids are taught where to touch themselves, what they call nicey-nice places. I call it masturbation, and it's wrong for kids so young. So he pulled his son out of school in February of 2020. Are you saying that they are teaching sex ed to children and where to and how to pleasure themselves? Is that am I am I taking that wrong? We're in such a fucked up world where I'm not even sure. I. I John says, division is no use to us. Agree to disagree. Exactly. I feel the same way. And after this year, almost everything I thought true was nothing but a lie. And we're all relearning. We need to be more forgiving and accepting of each other. Again, just focus on the enemy, I think, is what we should do. Fight them in your own way. What works for me may not even work for you. We all have our own talents and skills we bring to the table. Lolly, are you mm. six-year-old children? Lolly says that Sean's right, and they are teaching that in Europe. Sandy says that she thinks evil plays a game with the downfall of society or failure of it. Men and women's roles, so to speak, become confusing. We need each other's differences to support each other in ways that complement each other for survival. Yeah, and why do we always find ourselves trapped in bickering about, no, oh, I'm right, or this researcher is, is completely correct. How do you know? How do you know? It reminds me of that scene in Goodwill Hunting where he's like, you believe that because you just read that shit. And, you know, in a few years, you're going to read something different. It's going to change your view on it. There's always new information. Whether it's as simple as you read something different and it made you think of it a different way and you're like, ah, oh, damn it. There's more here. Or anything else. I don't, I don't see ever being certain of anything in a reality I can't even fully experience. The Lord says the philosophy of the man Jesus was love. Buddha also taught love. Messengers have come to teach love and raising our consciousness. Hinduism understood the message. Jesus is reserved as a teacher. All right. I'm going to take one shot at this, but I can see I'm going to have a hard time bringing this back. About my theory of the great deception being actually 
a huge interconnected web of lies, not any one thing. What does anybody think about that? And what made me think of this is somebody arguing a certainty to me today. And I happen to have an opposing view to this. I'm open to discussion and debate. And I would love to have an intelligent discussion and or debate on this content on this uh, subject. And it has to do with Israel, but they're backing it up and saying that and justifying everything with the Bible. And they keep doing that to me. How can you be certain in a world where everything is a lie? Something that is in the control of man, such as Israel wouldn't be manipulated in whatever way, whether enormous way, like I think, or any other way. How could you believe that one thing is untouchable or any one thing? And that made me think of this, just that when everything's a lie, how can you ever be certain? But you see what I mean, though, no matter what you want to call it again, we get lost in titles and bicker about that. But not just an age of deceit, just a great deception, a massive lie. Well, Diane, we do live in a matrix. If you really think about it, we do, because people are not even aware of their true reality, even their physical reality. They're lied to about absolutely everything. Taught about pretend science fiction shit that's delivered as truth. Sean says there's light, good, and darkness, bad. The little differences between us ain't worth arguing over. It's just a form of division and what we need is unity. It's absolutely right. And it's time. I, I feel that we're, you know, just speaking on them and their plan, their agenda. We're in endgame. We don't have time to bicker anymore. We're going to be arguing ourselves into FEMA camps. You know, we always joke about our districts. It's going to become a reality. I agree with that, Patricia. I do. And that's what upset me about this because this person's justifying it with the Bible and I look for one you can be taking that wrong now I don't have enough biblical knowledge to support my end on the argument there but I'm just backing it up with logic I'm like you know doesn't the Bible speak of deception to the level that will even affect the elect everyone will be deceived And, and yet you think you can be certain that this one thing is untouchable because of what based on what in what way is that demonstrated to you lee says israel the country had to exist to fulfill prophecy an upcoming prophecy but we are the true israel i don't know that that disagrees with what i just said that you could be being deceived like does let me ask you this lee Does the Bible give geographical location for Israel? That's something I'd like to answer. Does it tell you where it needs to be? I haven't gotten a FEMA broadcast alert. Tammy asked if if everyone had gotten the FEMA broadcast alert. It's the first I'm hearing about it. This is what I believe too, Jessica. She says that the political state of what is known as Israel exploits the people of the Jewish faith and I believe hides their atrocities behind God. Uses it as a shield to get away with horrific things. Lee says it does, that the Bible is specific about where Israel needs to be. Okay. Does it say to form it? Because, you know, I'm just curious. 
Because to me, what happened was, and I was trying to explain this to Babels earlier to help her understand it. This is really a loose analogy, but I'm like, imagine this is our house, our your house, right? And I come in, I sit on the chair in the living room, and I'm like, this is my chair. This chair is Israel. And you know, you're like, no, it's not. Get the fuck out of here. But everybody's backing me. And you're like, okay, you have that chair. And then I, I now take the couch and start leaning on the couch. I'm like, all right, the couch is Israel too now. And I invite a few buddies over and they sit on the couch. I'm like, those are Israelis and they're entitled to that couch. And again, you put up a struggle, but you end up giving me the couch. Pretty soon I have the whole living room and it spreads. Now you're in a little bedroom in the back corner. That's what I see happen there. Uh, and the way it happened is disgusting. So let me ask you this, though, outright. Does the Bible call for that? Because we're using this to justify it and everything that they do. So did it say that it was so important to have this place? That sacrifices of that nature needed to be made. I need to know that. Patricia says, hiding behind the veil of religion to commit atrocities. That's what I'm seeing happen. And I'm seeing a lot of Orthodox Jews in that area demonstrate against them and what they what they do and carry out in their methods. <laughs> yeah, uh, I left that part out, Patricia. It was a it was a loose analogy, as I said. You would have to initially rip the person, rip a little old Palestinian lady out of that chair. Lolly wants to know why prophecy has to be fulfilled. What about non-believers? Why does whole world have to be involved for only certain people's religion? And the better, better question there is, to go back to her first part, why does prophecy have to be fulfilled? Let's answer that real quick. Because the Luciferian cabal needs it to be. Dolores is saying that it depends on the Bible that is read. Israel is referring to the people, not a land. The Bible was changed to meet a Zionist agenda. Christians unknowingly were fed Zionism. And that's where our debate started today. Me and this friend of mine that were having this discussion. It was really the first time I heard that he was pro-Israel. And I was very curious as to why. And the only justification was the Bible. So... I believe so, Diane. Diane asks, is the Revelation prophecy their playbook? They seem to want this to come to that head and want to see that play out. And actions like Israel and other things show you that they are trying to steer things in that direction. I don't believe in coincidences, so I believe so. And I wonder, I often wonder what they think will happen. If they bring all this to be. How do they believe they come out of this? Because I think that they are led by the fallen. And they do know they cannot win. I, I think they have to know that. What do you think, Lee? Do you think they think they can? Why do you think they're doing it? John says, if you look at the Sumerian tablets, many of them are almost the same as Bible stories, but was written thousands of years before the Old Testament or Torah. Well, I'm having trouble with the comments. It was apparently a good discussion because everybody seems to be pretty emotional about it and have and have their own opinions on it i don't know how well we did at deciding whether or not what's going on is 
the great deception. I think maybe we agreed it is a great deception. And let's, for a minute, I guess, talk about what we were just kind of discussing, where this goes and why. Why are they steering it that way? We know they believe they are believers, whether you are or not, again, it just falls to opinion, they believe. And they're trying to steer this prophecy into existence and making sure that it does. Why? What's their end goal there? We know what they want for us. But what do you think? Molly says she's not talking about denying a creator. She's talking about denying human religion and beliefs. Which I feel religion, you know, as far as churches and what they teach and all that. I can't defend that at all. Shit, even the little church I like. And I don't go there very often because I happen to not think that church is all that important. I think God is everywhere. But the one I like even. And I enjoy going there. I bet if I look deep enough, I'd find something I don't like. Trisha says, I mentioned a web. Look up a strip, a script. <laughs> Look up a sculpture called Mammon by Louise Brujol and where it's installed. I swear to God, for somebody that wants to talk for a living, I have a huge problem with it. I don't know about that. I struggle real bad with names. And that was a tough one. Brujols? Oh, no. I almost need something sounded out to me before I go and read it. I stumbled all over that. Dolores says the cabal's interest is in grabbing up resources and land. Why are they guiding and steering biblical prophecy as well? Is that just like a side project, a hobby? And why do they share a common belief system? Two interesting questions. Sean says the church means people, not a building. Right, so like anyone gathered in his name, that, that kind of thing. Bourgeois. Is that how you say that? That's a nice word, bourgeois. Must not be a word I use very often. I knew this would be a difficult discussion. I do hope one day we can get past our personal views about who's right and who's wrong and just realize that our enemy, they're on the same page. They don't have these problems, which is a big reason why they have so much power. They've been united for a long time with a common agenda and goal. And doing quite well. Till we do that and organize and unite. Can't do anything to stop them. So there's nothing wrong with disagreeing and having discussions. As long as we don't let it stop us from recognizing what we're being attacked with. And the reason I feel it's important if what is going on right now is the great deception referred to in the Bible is because that, like Diane was saying, is the playbook they're working with. So again, no matter how you feel about it, they've been using that to roll their agenda out. They've been orchestrating things along the lines of it. So part of the end game, and it's right there. Is this it? That's all I'm really asking. Independent views and opinions aside. Because the ones orchestrating the events and steering. They are trying to bring biblical prophecy to light. And are Luciferian. Demonstrably so. Whether they 
deeply believe that or have just stuck with it as a uniting tactic. It's a common denominator. It's just a fact. Marie says that she is drinking a margarita for the first time in months. So messed up. She has a friend with three kids that is back with a lying, cheating ass abuser. And she's sick to her stomach, has a headache, and is losing sleep. Well, first off, I feel awful for your friend. And that's terrible. But for yourself, have you tried sprinkling cannabis on it? Just a little bit of cannabis. Try that. Ease your mind a little bit. Take care of your mind. We'll get back to your friend because we need to talk about her too. That's no good. I agree with you, Sean. This plan this has been rolling out and, and active and, and going on for centuries. And we're just now getting together. So we need to pull up our pants and unite. Let this other shit go. Good. I'm glad to hear it. I'm sorry about that, Marie. That sucks. You're not alone right now, Joan, are you? You're not alone. No. We're gathered in, in his name right now. This is an important discussion. I prayed for guidance beforehand because I knew what I was going to talk about is important. Because, again, no matter how you feel about it, this is spiritual war with a Luciferian agenda that aims to eliminate and enslave you. That's just a fact. Patricia said something sounds like raising a cone of power in Wiccan terms. I don't know a lot about Wiccan. And... The Sean Yankee Show. Great show, by the way. I love that show. Have you ever listened to that show on Spotify or as a podcast? Spotify is not the only place you can listen to it. That's just the one I like to use. But Anchor, you can get it for free. Google Podcasts. It's free on Spotify, too. But it's great. You can listen to it while you're driving to work. I do. I have a 30-minute drive to work. And I play the show. I really enjoy that because you don't even need the internet. That's why I like Spotify. We said anyway that the church doesn't define your relationship with him. And I agree with that. I agree that's true. I feel that to be true. Well, I do want to thank everybody for hanging out tonight at the show and taking part in this discussion. Uh, anyone that's watching this later on, though, and I want to hear from you. Really, I do. I want to hear your views and your opinions. And it's okay if we disagree. I think that's good, even. But we need to learn to unite and look past it and, 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 and accept that we have a common enemy with an agenda that has been laid out before us. We know this to be true. And we, we know, based on that, what's coming. And it will be us that have to fight and stand against it. Right, Patricia? She says anybody who doesn't believe that this is a spiritual war needs only to look at who they kill. You talk about love, you get a big following, start raising the vibration on the planet, and they're coming for your ass with a cross or a lone gunman or something. Absolutely true. Hey, and I want to tell you, Patricia, I watched Inside by Bo Burnham. We're past an hour. Can we talk about this for a minute? This is one of the realest things I've ever seen in my life. As someone who deals with mental disabilities and is an, an artist and a performer, I never related to something more in my whole life. And, and past that, I've never seen something as honest as what I watched last night in my entire life. It was a, a clear representation and just fantastic. 
he is either the greatest actor living today and deserves an Oscar for that performance, or he is in immense pain. I'm talking about Inside by Bo Burnham. He's a stand-up comic, a musical stand-up comic, theatrical. He always uses big production in his, his act. This was very different from anything of his I'd ever seen. And he speaks about how he was having panic attacks on stage and he had to leave comedy. And for five years he was away from it. And then he decided he wanted to come back. But everything's shut down right now. So I guess, long story short, Netflix threw all this money at him and told him to create a special. And he did it in his own house over the course of a year. It shared every experience during it. And it was just moments of brilliance in the songs and all of it. But just the emotion portrayed was mind-blowing to me. Netflix. Netflix. It's on Netflix right now. It's Bo Burnham Inside. And uh, very funny songs in it. So much truth, especially about the nature of our reality. And, and a lot of things that we discussed tonight, like the evil in the world and how that weighs on you. And especially if you care too much or feel too much. I, I related to it deeply. I mean, it is very artistic, though. Do not expect to go into it to watch a stand-up comedy special, because that is not what it is. It has comedy in it, but as I was explaining it to Josh today at work, it's a lot like it's also the most honest representation of comedy without an audience because you really can't do it without an audience. Stand-up comedy is, is, has a lot to do with the interaction from the crowd. When you remove that from the element, it changes the whole thing. So he did a great job of doing the entire thing. I, I thought it was amazing. Patricia says she she hopes that part of his performance is at least mostly an act because he's saying some important and dangerous things in how the world works and welcome to the internet. Absolutely. Like I said, a lot of truth in that special. And I hope maybe he's appearing fragile on purpose to be less of a target. I got to tell you, man, it felt true to me. It felt true to me. I really felt like he was sharing his soul. And I, I related to it deeply. So. Uh, again. I hope it was an act. But I don't think it was. And he is a genius. You're right. That was brilliant. Brilliant. So good. On like no budget in his own house. The details and everything. It was amazing. Bo Burnham. And the special is called Inside. And it's on Netflix. Now on YouTube, all you're going to really be able to find is clips. And, and the songs. And you get no idea what the full experience is watching those. But you can find most of the songs on YouTube. But you need to see the whole thing to understand what I'm talking about. He does have serious chops. I'm not saying that, but I'm, the pain in his eyes, for instance. Like Tom Cruise, he can do a good job of, of selling things with his eyes, but that's a tough one. Uh, and just as someone who deals and struggles with those things, I found it to be so true. and just, It felt authentic. So, again, I've seen some fantastic acting performances. Leonardo DiCaprio in What's Eating Gilbert Grape amazing sometimes people just channel it and that's what he could have been doing but i don't know it felt true to me it felt authentic well i'm gonna help sean real quick we're about to wrap up anyway but i don't even know if i'm spelling that last name right but and the special's called inside it's on netflix and uh Check it out if, if, if you're into that sort of thing. Trust me, it's deep, though, and emotional. It does have funny moments, but that's not what it is.
That was the first TV I had watched in forever, too, by the way. And I hadn't turned on my Netflix in months. It was worth it. I'm glad I watched it. I really am. But now, back to my regular thing. All I really like is independent stuff and, like, documentaries. And I'm watching a really good one right now by this guy, Iwaranan. I like this guy a lot, man. I think I can learn a lot from him, too. I really love the way he says water. I can't do it any justice, but he says it really cool. Um, I want to learn some stuff like that. Little details. I like those. But I like the subject matter, too. It's interesting stuff. And I've been meaning to look at Gaia. I've almost subscribed to it a few times. Is it worth it? She, she sounds like she really thinks it's worth it. I know she likes that one guy a lot. I've seen you mention that a lot. Patricia, I'm speaking of right now, but. Yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing is, is doing that and get back to it. I'm actually watching a long documentary right now. It's an eight hour one by this Ewar and I guy. It's really good. So I'm going to check that out and I will be back here tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern for rant night. Thursday nights we do rants. And I got a surprise for you Friday night. So come back for all of that. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a great night.